So we all live in a, a free country. We get to enjoy the, the, the freedoms of our wildest dreams coming true. Getting to put our minds to anything we want to and becoming anything we want to become. And, and I love that about our country. And personally, I think that the U.S. is the greatest country in the world. Um, I, I love our country with all my heart. And I'm, I'm thankful that I have the, the freedoms that I have. And one huge reason that you and I have the freedoms is because there, were, there has been over the years a lot of men and women that were willing to put their life on the line for our country. They, as a matter of fact, there's been a whole lot over the years that actually gave their lives uh, for the USA, for uh, spreading freedom across the world. They, they were willing to say, hey, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll be that guy. I'll be that gal, and I'll do it. Well, actually, these people are why you, why you have a three-day weekend uh, this weekend. Memorial Day, we, we, we honor Memorial Day tomorrow, and started back in 1971, actually, and it's honoring the men and women who have died in service to our country. And I just, Ed and I just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, we're so thankful uh, for everyone that has, that they gave their lives and everyone in every family that made the sacrifice of sending their loved ones off to defend and be part of just the, just the great thing that is the U.S. And I'd like to take one minute here to pray. And if you guys would join me. Lord, we, we just, we thank you first of all that we have the privilege of living here in the U.S. Lord, we thank you that we have amazing men and women that are willing to stand in harm's way and put their lives on the line for us. God, we, we thank you that, and we pray for your blessings upon the lives of the people that have given their loved ones up. Those that have lost someone in war, lost someone in the military that were serving our country, we pray that you would bless these families, that your hand would be on them. And as we honor those that have fallen and there's the pain and just the things involved with that, the emotion that goes along with it, we pray that you are there in the middle of it, that you wrap your arms around those that have lost someone. And God, for all of our service men and women that are serving today, Across this world, we pray that your hand is on them, that you protect them. Why, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that they're willing to give their lives. We, we pray that you protect their lives and that you bring them home safe and sound when their tours and when, they're, when their time where they're at is up. We pray blessings on them, blessings on their families. And God, again, we thank you that we get to live here in the U.S. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So we, we live in this free country, like we said, and we get to do the things that we want to do for the most part, you know, as long as we don't go crazy and do something ridiculous, but we don't walk around enslaved to another country. You and I, we, we, we get to kind of make our own way, but what about, what about um, being not a, not a slave to someone else, but a, maybe tied up with a chain of something on your life that stops you from moving forward, something that, that, that holds you back from being what you were born to be. Well, that's what this whole series has been about. 
It's been about chains that are attached to us and holding us down, holding us back. They're chains that they're not physical chains, but they're, they're, they're emotional. They're, they're things that attach into our lives. Things like insecurity and anger and regret and grief. We've talked about all of those. Well, um, we believe that we should aggressively deal with chains that are on our lives. We don't need them to stay there. That's no good. We believe that God wants to free us from any chains that are holding us down. Now we, this whole series, we've had a theme scripture, and here it is, Psalm 107, 14, referring to God. He led them from darkness, from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. God can snap the chains off of your life today. You and I, we go through life, sometimes we have them, and um, we're going to look at one more today to close out this series, and the chain that we're looking at today is a very sneaky one. It's one that really all of us face or have faced, and um, it's one that we have to fight back all the time, and this one is called blame, a chain of blame. Here, here's what it is. It, blame is when I decide somebody else bears my responsibility. Somebody else is responsible for how I act or for what I did. That's what blame is. That's a very simple definition. It's one of those unrelenting chains that, that you're always having to try to push back because it wants to attach to your life. It's kind of like we, we have a dog, fairly kind of puppy. He's a few months old. His name is Chapo. And um, he, he was supposed to be short. In my mind, he was going to be short. When we, when we got him from the shelter, they told us, hey, he's going to be he's part chihuahua, part terrier. They lied. Um, <laughs> they're just like, we got, we got some suckers here. We need to get rid of this dog. And so he's three times the size I wanted him to be. Anyway, you see him there with the, you know, with the sock in his mouth. Here's what this dog will do. If you give him a chance... He will sneak into one of the boys' bedrooms and find a sock. And then he comes into the living room with this sock, and he's whimpering. He knows he's not supposed to have it. He knows it's not his, but he tells on himself. I mean, he'll come in the living room whining and whimpering with this sock in his mouth. and like, dog. So you have to take it away, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Well, he's always waiting for a chance to somebody leave the door open. And our oldest son's door, you know, it's one of those you have to pull it shut. Well, you kind of have to pulled a little bit harder to make sure it latches. The dog has learned he can go and hit the door and it'll open. If it's not shut good, he goes and finds himself a sock. He's always waiting for a chance to do that. Well, blame is like that. Blame is always looking for a chance to grab hold of you. That chain is always, it's, it's constantly looking for a way to snap and grab hold and latch on to your life. Now, have you ever experienced this? Some of you may be saying yes. Some of you be like, nah, shh. I don't blame anybody for anything. Are you sure about that? Um, just so you know, I am your friend today, okay? I want to help you clear it up to fi- figure out if maybe the, the chain of blame has got it, found its way into your life. So if, if it has, then you may, be, you, you may think or say things like this. So the first one, I'm not okay, and it's your fault. The chain of blame makes me blame. How about um, the way I act is a result of other people? Now, I'm thinking those two we might not have said a whole lot, but let's go a little further. My boss, my wife, my kids, my husband, they make me so angry. They made me lose my temper. Well, 
You might have forgotten that you chose to get angry. Uh, Here's the next one. My husband just doesn't appreciate me. If he would just appreciate me more, then, then I would X, Y, Z. If my kids would just respect me more, then, then we could, then I would do this or that. If, if you haven't found yourself yet, how about this one? Um, they know how I am. I don't even have to finish that one. <laughs> they shouldn't have pressed that button. They, they know. They know how, they knew better. Uh, the chain of blame got you. Um, a person that has this chain on their lives, they, they approach relationships as consumers. Hold on to your seats here. They can see, consume or they suck the life out of people around them with their woe is me, I'm so tired, I'm mistreated, I'm a victim mentality. The chain of blame has got you. If you've thought or said these things. The person who allows this on their life and allows it to stay and and grab hold of them, they're always waiting for other people to change instead of changing themselves. As you can see, this chain of blame is very sneaky and it is quite common and it's been around a very, very long time. As a matter of fact, it's been with us since the beginning of time, since the beginning of human history. And we're going to look at that in the first book of the Bible called Genesis. Now, let me give you the little uh, backstory for where we are going to dive in into the scripture. God created Adam and Eve, put them in the garden and said, guys, it is all yours. I want you to just have a great time, do what you want, landscape, whatever, garden, cultivate. And there's only one rule. The one rule is this one tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat from that tree. And that's it. One rule. Everything else, have a great time, and I'll be hanging out with you regularly, and and it's just going to be good. And so for a while it is. It's beautiful. But then one day, a snake, probably influenced by God's enemy, the devil, comes to Eve and talks to her. And the snake says, as God said, you'll really die if you eat that. I mean, boy, look at it. Isn't it desirable? And she looks and goes, yeah. He, he's trying to get her to think that God's holding something back from her. God's, you know, you know, keeping something that she would like. And so after a few minutes, she gives in. She lets this snake deceive her. And she grabs the fruit, takes a bite. And gives it to her husband, who evidently was just standing there too and knew it was wrong. And so they both blew it. The first time mankind sinned and disobeyed God, and instantly they knew something was wrong. They felt ashamed. And so later in the day, God's coming through the garden. He's like, where are you guys? Of course, he's God. He knew, but he was, you know, trying to draw them out. And when they come out, think about it. He knew what they'd done. And you know, maybe sometimes you're like me, you know, when people mess up. I mean, if I'm God, I'm like, boom, you're gone. You know, you're history. Maybe you could have done that, but he did just the opposite. He said, Let, let's talk about it. What happened? And that's what we're going to look at in verses 12 and 13 of Genesis chapter 3. So let me read that for us. The man said, you gave this woman to me. She gave me fruit from the tree, so I ate it. Do you see what he's doing? He's... He's really living on the thin ice here because he's blaming first God. You gave me this woman, implying God, you know, if you'd have done a better job with this girl here, things wouldn't have happened. 
He's blaming God. Can you believe that? But then he goes on. This woman you gave to me, she gave me the fruit. So now he's throwing Eve under the bus too. You know, I I hate this as a man because this is the first instance of a guy giving up his man card. Instead of just owning it and saying, God, I blew it. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Oh, no. He's blaming God and he's blaming Eve and he just totally wimped out. So then the woman goes on. The Lord God said to the woman, what have you done? She answered, the snake tricked me. So now she's throwing the snake under the bus. So neither one of them want to take responsibility. Like we've said, that's the definition of blame. And mankind has been blaming others ever since. Well, fortunately, God gives us some help in the Bible to both understand and to deal with this chain of blame in our life. So let's look at this together. This is from Psalm 32, written by King David in the Old Testament. And it's a great story about how we can be free of a chain of blame. Let's look at it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. So he's just celebrating. Life is great. God, God is so good. And what are the ingredients to, to this guy having this joy? Well, look at the very end of it. Whose lives are lived in complete honesty. This is a guy who owns it. It doesn't mean who lived perfect before God. No. But it says lives honest, a person who's willing to own their mistakes and not blame others. So living in complete honesty, back to the first part of the verse, it says, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. And so living in complete honesty says, God, I disobeyed you. I'm sorry. I blew it. Whatever it is, forgive me. And this person can have joy because they know God's forgiven them. And they're going to keep living this way. They're going to live free of the chain of blame. They're going to live in honesty before God. And like David said here, they'll have great joy. So my honesty plus God's forgiveness equals joy. Now David goes on, and it's neat. He goes back and he tells the story of how he got to this great place. Okay? So let's read as he continues to tell us what his experience actually was. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. So David is saying, I was suffering and my suffering was my own fault. He said, I refuse to confess my sin. I refuse to own it. I refuse to be honest. I think within here we could see he very easily could have been blaming others. And so while he is in denial, while he is not being honest with God, look at that middle part. Day and night, your hand of discipline was upon me. He's saying, God, I know it was you. I know it was your Holy Spirit leading on my heart saying, son, you're not in a good place, son. You need to confess this, son. You need to be a man. And own this. He's saying, your hand was heavy on me. And so, at this bad place, we could say this, that blaming others just sucks my life away. David was just being dried up as a man. Then he goes on. Finally, I confessed my sin, all my sins to you, and stopped trying to hide my guilt. Stopped being in denial. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. 
All my guilt is gone. So he's given us the process. At first he was struggling and probably blaming others, but then he realized, I've just got to get honest. And so he just told us, I confessed my sins and look at the end. You forgave me. My guilt is gone. We can be free of guilt when we own it and come to God and let him deal with us and let him forgive us. So this word confession, there's another word for it. It's agreeing with God. Yes, God, you are right. I'm wrong. I blew it. So when I agree with God, he can then set me free from blaming others. This is a this is just the way to live, folks. I mean, like Chad said earlier, we all have dealt with blame and blaming others and stuff. But when we get just so free and so secure in God that we don't have to blame others, we can live honest. This can be our life too. So I really can have an awesome life with God. I'll be able to live free and honest with a loving God. So let's look at one more, one more verse of Scripture in the Bible. That, that shows us exactly what Ed's talking about. And notice the, the theme here to own it. Proverbs 14, 9. Fools make fun of guilt. My way of, of saying that is they, they try to laugh it off, and instead of facing what they've done, instead of facing their responsibility, they're guilty of this, they kind of try to laugh it off. Ah, you know, and it's not such a big deal. But the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Be honest and own it. Be honest and own it. So we're thinking about blaming others for where we're at in life and whatever the situation is. And um, folks, we need to acknowledge our part and our responsibility in our own life for where it's going and what we're doing. Uh, We need to own it all. Uh, Men, men, you should have your man card. Women, you should have your woman card. Um, we, we said this morning, I don't know sure if that really exists you know, or not. Well, and be careful talking about women. Yeah, hard, women, you, know, you need to own your stuff too, just like <laughs> men do. Now, the, the, next, the next part of that, we need to get right with God and people. That reconciliation, that we see that written in the Bible, but the godly acknowledge and seek reconciliation. What that is, is I'm getting right with God and getting right with people. I'm going to like, let's get this out in the, let's, let's, here, here's what I did. I made this mistake. This is my responsibility. Now let's make it right. I don't want to go that way again. Avoid laughing it off. Just take it head on and say, here we go. Uh, Let's get through this. Here's why. Here's why we're telling you these things. Because a chain of blame can hold you back in life. So many of you think, man, I wish I was further, and, and I wish I was down the road with this in my life, and, and I wish I was past these things. And a lot of times, we never even consider that there's a chain hooked to us. And especially that, that chain of blame is kind of hidden, right? Because, well, if they would do this, then it's all, it's so sneaky. It's kind of like our, uh, our puppy there, Chapo. Y'all take a look at him again. You see, when you have a chain of blame in your life, you've allowed it to happen, okay? It's your fault. You need to own it. Me, I mean, we all need to own it. This little dog will creep into the room to get those socks, but whose fault is it really? Uh, he's just a dog, right? So dogs are going to do what their dogs are going to do. Whose fault is it for leaving the door open for him to get in? All right, so I'm going to let you guys know right now it's Diana's fault. Um, it's always the wife. It's always hey, her fault. It's, it's never me. It's never me that left that door open. Y'all see what I'm talking about? 
the, the chain of blame can sneak in there and snatch you really, really fast, and it's always waiting to do it. So you always have to shut the door. Always got to keep the door shut and not allow that to happen. We want to have the, the chain of blame broken off of our lives because you don't want it to hold you back. And folks, God is the way to do this. He's the one that can snap your chain. So we have a special prayer that we're going to go through with you here this morning, and it takes one little bit of preparation. So as I've been sitting here, as we've been sitting here talking, you might have thought of a thing or two where one of those things in the list that, oh, dang it, I do that. All right, pull that one out in your mind. Something else that you might have thought of, maybe God brought it to your heart. Bring that into your mind and be thinking about it as, we're, as we pray this together. Now, this prayer is going to help you let God begin to break the chain of blame off of your life. So, in preparation for this prayer being meaningful for us, I want to give you a minute to simply read it. So, it'll be projected or if you have paper notes, uh, you can read it there as well. So y'all take a minute right now, and I'll be quiet so y'all can read it. If uh, this prayer is resonating with you, I really believe that God wants to start something in your life. That beginning today, this chain of blame can begin to be broken away from you. And this week, God will make you more sensitive to it because if we're serious with him, he's very serious with us and really wants to help us, okay? So after we pray this prayer, I'm going to uh, say a blessing over the food, and then we'll be dismissed to enjoy our meal together, all right? Would y'all please stand? I'll be big and loud so y'all can speak out too. Okay, ready, go. Dear God, I get it. I get how blaming others hurts them, me, and you too. Thank you for your loving hand of pressure on my heart to deal with this. I want to let you break my chain of guilt and blame today. I sincerely own all my mistakes and sins that I have blamed others for. It was my fault, nobody else's. Please forgive me and wash my sin, guilt, shame, and blame away. I want to be free. Help me get right as well with anybody involved. Finally, like you promised you would, lift my burden and restore my joy. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, thank you for this time this morning. Thank you that you're breaking all the chains all of our, off of our life, and this week, People are going to get free of blame.